and Dennis Stewart. Uh, you do mention quite a lot of herbs on the program. Is there one that you would pick out as being the most universally used? I think there is, Jane. I think um, if we look around the world, we'd probably find that the common garlic is the most popular or universally used herb. And it is a herb, and uh, I'd like to talk about some of its valuable properties, particularly when brought in as a regular component of one's diet or in some conditions where it's actually used as medication. We'll talk a bit about garlic and its fascinating medicinal uses. Health Naturally, of course, we're very happy to take your calls. Give us your questions, 49216216. Garlic, Dennis. Well, some of us just love to cook with garlic. Well, I do. I certainly love cooking with garlic, and my wife's a good cook, and we use a lot of garlic in our food. And as I said, it's probably the most popularly used herb in the world because it is, you know, it comprises such an important part of so many dishes, so to speak. But interestingly... I am equally um, concerned about the valuable therapeutic properties that garlic has. Um, people probably are not aware of the fact that it has profound medicinal properties that have always been well known, but now at a time of antibiotic resistance, garlic is coming back uh, into vogue because it is a very useful, uh, mild, broad-spectrum, antibiotic substance, which I have used for 30 years of my professional practice in various forms, particularly, Jane, to address what I call chronic infections, where the ongoing use of mainstream antibiotics is not desirable. And I have found that garlic, in conjunction with other antimicrobial herbs, frequently allows people with chronic infections to perform better and become less dependent on scripted antibiotics. And there's nothing new in this. Listeners are probably interested to know that during the First World War, garlic was even used in the trenches and administered in various forms as a means of trying to counteract particularly some of the wintertime uh, infections that were rampant in the trenches during the First World War. That is interesting. It is interesting. And even um, subsequent to that, garlic has been used in mainstream medicine as a liquid preparation, as a tincture, for the same sorts of purposes, particularly, I emphasise, for addressing respiratory infections. Chronic lung infections is a good area uh, to utilise medicinal forms of garlic to build up an improved uh, state of health of the lung and to lessen, lessen uh, the likelihood of infection. I'm not saying that this takes the place of an antibiotic. If the doctor decides that a mainstream antibiotic has to be used, that's, that's it. But what I'm talking about is using garlic as a well-known, histor historically defined a herb for addressing chronic recurrent infections where its use has demonstrated value. And for a lot of elderly uh, listeners out there who struggle with chronic respiratory infections, uh, chronic bronchitis, um, conditions during wintertime which can be hellish, um, they're the people that I think could benefit uh, from using garlic in various forms. It comes in liquid form, 
It can come as a, as a tincture in a liquid form. It can come essentially as a capsule. It can come as what's called a garlic pearl where the actual oil is encapsulated in a gelatin capsule. So it comes in numerous ways. But again, its antimicrobial or antibiotic properties when used ongoingly as a regular daily supplement in my opinion and based on experience, can lead to a better performance in the face of respiratory infections. That's interesting, isn't it? It Mm. is fascinating. Mm. Is it as useful if you just use it in your cooking? Okay, I believe it is, uh, but here again, uh, we're looking at, at, at cultural things. If we're looking at societies where garlic is eaten virtually every day of the week, there we can observe some interesting things. We can interest, we can see, for instance, where it is part of that diet, as, say, in the Mediterranean diet, there is evidence to suggest that people's performance against certain infections is improved. What we do know is that where garlic becomes part of the daily routine and eaten regularly simply as a food, that this can lead to a better cholesterol profile. And uh, interestingly, again, Uh, Research has demonstrated that where garlic is taken seriously as a dietary component or even as a supplement, that this can contribute significantly to a moderate reduction in blood pressure. And all that is well documented. The the British Herbal Pharmacopoeia of 1983, which is considered to be the Bible of modern herbal medicine, it well defines garlic in all those terms that I've spoken about. So I'm a great fan of garlic. And a lot of my patients will perhaps complain about the taste of the liquid medication that I script, but they don't complain when they perform better in the face of infection challenge as a result of taking a medication based on garlic. And this is Health Naturally for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre. Dennis Stewart taking your calls on 49216216 and talking about garlic, but other things as well. Belinda has rung in from Summerland Point. Your question, Belinda. Hello, good afternoon. Um, I'm just wanting to know, my mother um, has been diagnosed with uh, a a chronic vitamin D deficiency. She was prescribed um, a a supplement, I suppose you'd call it. Um, Now, she has severe food intolerances and what have you. I'm just wondering if there's anything that she's able to take or drink or eat or that, that may help with this condition. Was her condition diagnosed medically? Was it Belinda by her doctor? It was. Okay. It was. And this, this vitamin D, um, this medication that was prescribed to her, yes. uh, makes her quite sick, so she's not, okay. not able to take that okay. neither. Okay. Does your mother expose herself significantly to sunlight? Not enough, yeah. no. It, um, she's she's mm. quite a, a sickly person. Yeah. Um, mm. See, the, yeah. I, I'm, I'm one of these people and I have to be cautious about what I say here because my kneecaps might be removed but I have a a view on this whole vitamin D thing that I'm not sure I'm not sure that I agree entirely um, with this um, vitamin D deficiency momentum Uh, now that's all I will say but I find it difficult to believe that in a country such as Australia which is bathed in sunshine I find it difficult to believe that we can develop serious vitamin D deficiency. But having said that, uh, my first suggestion would be to um, seek to get mum exposed to sunlight a little bit more. Um, I think that's a valuable thing. Uh, Can mum access cod liver oil? 
Um, yes, I, I would imagine. I would right. imagine so. Until she takes it, I'm not. I don't okay. know if it, well, look, it will make her sick. So. Okay. Look, cod liver oil comes in various forms. It's a good agent with vitamin A and vitamin D. It's a good old-fashioned remedy. Generations have been raised on it, including myself. I used to run a million miles to get away from it, but I was still dosed up with it. Um, It's a useful supplement. I would uh, suggest that get it in, say, an encapsulated form. Uh, It can uh, bypass the taste factor. I'd be doing doing that and getting mum out into the sun a little bit more and uh, not be terrified of the sun. I think one of the problems we've got in Australia now, which is rapidly becoming a nanny state, is that we're becoming so frightened of our environment and so fearful of what can happen if we get a bit of sun on us that we're, yeah. we're, we're bathing ourselves in all sorts of things to prevent exposure to the sun. And maybe, maybe we're experiencing yeah. the consequences of this cod liver oil and a bit of sunlight. Oh, that would be fantastic. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you, Belinda. Jackie has rung in on 49216216 from Salamander Bay. Hello, Jackie. Hello, how are you today? I'm well, how are you? I'm well, and it's just a quick question about garlic and arthritis. About garlic and arthritis? Yeah. I take a garlic capsule every so often, but I had some left, and I pierce the little garlic pearl, and I rub it into my hands because I have arthritis in my fingers. Yes. Morning and evening, and my hands are so much better. They feel better, and I don't know whether it's mind over matter or whether the garlic does actually help with arthritis. Okay. I'll seek to explain it as best I can. Whilst the action of garlic, um, in my opinion, is more associated with uh, dealing with uh, internal conditions, things like respiratory infections and hypertension, etc., garlic contains an essential oil. Now, that's the clue to how garlic works. The, mm-hmm. the smell of, of garlic, and I'm talking about fair dinkum garlic here, mm-hmm. um, the smell of garlic indicates the presence of what we call in the trade an essential oil. Mm-hmm. Now, essential oils have ben- benefits when they're ingested as oral supplements, mm-hmm. but it, most essential oils also have an effect topically. Right. And I suspect that with garlic, the essential oil there may be doing a number of things. One of the things it might be doing is functioning as what we call a rubefacient agent. And what that means is that when rubbed into the skin, it improves blood flow to an area, and the improvement in blood flow can frequently reflect itself in a reduction of stiffness, discomfort, etc. Um, that's the best I can do at this moment. Um, I, I would uh, say a little bit um, further, though, um, Try this little recommendation. If you can get some clove oil, yep. right? If you could get some clove oil and mix it with equal parts olive oil, mm-hmm. that pre- that presents a remarkable agent oh, for for reducing stiffness mm-hmm. and mild arthritic pain. Mm-hmm. Um, look, Google it up. Look at clove oil. Yep. See its history. I'm not yep. suggesting you you bypass the valuable use of garlic that you've proven, right. but as far as your condition is concerned, it might be worthwhile uh, doing that blend of clove oil and, and olive oil, getting a little bottle of it and giving a trial to see if that does better for you with your arthritic condition. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. I just noticed that when the, pain, when the ache, when I've got the ache and I'm going to bed, I rub that garlic oil in and it really... I didn't know whether it was my mind telling me it felt better, but my fingers certainly feel better. Well, just remember, we can never uh, entirely separate mind from the body. (laughs) That's right. Thanks for your help. Thank you, Jackie. And uh, Kerry is on the line, and uh, she's from Lambton. Hello, Kerry. Hello. 
Hello, Kerry. Um, I've just got two questions. Um, one is, quite a few weeks ago, you were talking about the benefits of turmeric. Turmeric, yes. 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 yes, 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 yes. Now, I take your um, repository, yes. which is wonderful. Yes. Um, is the turmeric that's in that yes. enough, enough for the other benefits that you were talking about? Okay. The turmeric in, in glucosaplex comes as a, an extract, a concentrated extract, and as such, it is useful in, in an osteoarthritic condition for which my glucosaplex was developed. However, depending on how you want to use turmeric, the literature uh, suggests that using the, the herb turmeric on its own rather than an extract of it in conjunction with some black pepper provides a very, very useful ongoing simple way of eliciting benefits both for the gut particularly the large bowel and also potentially for addressing some inflammatory conditions so with the glucosaplex product i've deliberately put in the concentrated turmeric in that so that it could form uh, a convenient component in that glucosaplex preparation and i'm glad you're using it but having said that I'm a great fan of using straight-out turmeric with black pepper, and it has to be taken with black pepper in order for it to be released and have a benefit in the body. And uh, for years I've been promoting the ideas developed by two Canadians who wrote a book that I've mentioned on this program entitled Foods That Fight Cancer. Uh, uh, Dennis Gingrass was, uh, was one of the writers and Bellevue was the other one. And in their section dealing with turmeric, they propounded or put forward the idea of using essentially a, a teaspoonful of straight-out turmeric daily with half a teaspoonful of black pepper, mix it together, take that across the day, and they presented that as being a very, very useful way of setting up the benefits of turmeric within the body. So use it both ways. Keep using a glucosaplex, obviously, but also start to use turmeric as a food. Oh, very good. Yeah. Okay. Good. And the other question was, last week we talked about Irish moths and honey being yes. very good. What happens if you're a diabetic? I'm a diabetic. Yes. Okay. I'm borderline type 2 and I use a lot of honey and I can defend it as to why I do that. My recent reading um, on honey suggests that it doesn't compromise. It doesn't compromise particularly type 2 diabetes. If you um, were to uh, leave your name and address with the producer of this program... What I will do is send you an article from a recent medical text uh, defending, uh, justifying the sensible use of honey even in diabetics. So hang on, put your, give your name and address to the producer and I'll make sure that you get an, an article that will confirm what I have said, that if used wisely, it's not a problem. This is Health Naturally on 2NURFM. Dennis Stewart taking your calls on 49216216 if you've got a question for him. And garlic, yes. Let's talk a little bit more about it, uh, Jane. I've been um, so far emphasising what I consider to be its um, relatively underuse as an agent in helping resist uh, chronic respiratory infections, bronchitis, etc. And I hope uh, listeners out there will take that up and see the validity of it. It can all be affirmed, if you like, by looking at the literature, Googling it up. I've mentioned the British Herbal Pharmacopoeia. But one area that I have found garlic useful in is in treating the recurrent infections of, of the bowel. 
there is a condition called diverticulitis. Um, diverticulitis is associated with what we loosely re- or commonly refer to as pockets in the bowel. Um, diverticulosis is the technical medical name, and it's one of the most common conditions in Western society. The bowel wall becomes deformed and develops pockets, and those pockets can become sites of infection. There's a lot of theories on how this develops. Um, One of the major theories is that it's so prevalent in Western society because up until recently uh, we didn't emphasise enough about roughage. We didn't emphasise the importance of eating foods and vegetables which contain soluble fibre. Fortunately, that's changing. And in as much as I'm talking a little bit now about diverticulitis, and I know a lot of elderly people experience this from my own practice perspective, it's a disproportionately um, high presentation in my practice. Um, With diverticulitis, before we even talk about the garlic, it is important, important that listeners take on board the the role of soluble fibre. And that can be in anything from psyllium, uh, which is frequently presented in our supermarkets as metamucil or could just be just purchased as psyllium hulls. Um, my favourite uh, form is uh, good old slippery elm. And both of those uh, members of, of the food spectrum, if you like, contain what's called soluble fibre, and soluble fibre ensures better characteristics of the stool, better bulk, better transit time, and a soothing effect on the bowel wall. So for a lot of elderly people out there, who suffer from recurrent infections of the large bowel, take on board the importance of soluble fibre, discuss it with your GP or your therapist, and in my opinion, it could be a very useful help. But having said that, um, I have found that for years, where people that experience recurrent episodes of diverticulitis begin to use as a medication on a daily basis some form of garlic, that that definitely has an inhibiting effect on the process of infection in the large bowel. So any of my patients that present, particularly after they've had a a nasty episode of diverticulitis and they've gone through the whole antibiotic prescription thing, which is is correct, uh, and they present saying, look, I'm getting too many of these, Uh, I'm concerned about it, what should I do? One of the things I recommend is that some form of garlic Uh, in a capsule, as a garlic pearl, even as a liquid preparation, even perhaps as a food, should be brought more regularly into the diet. That in conjunction, that in conjunction with what are called probiotics, provides a very good trilogy for setting up a better healthy bowel environment, which becomes more resistant to infection of the diverticular pockets. So there's a, a little bit of help out there for elderly patients who get recurrent episodes of this wretched disease, which can be dangerous too. If you're getting these too frequently, take on board that trilogy that I've mentioned. Start to use some soluble fibre on a daily basis. It's not expensive. It's well documented. Discuss it with your doctor. It's virtually necessary, in my opinion. Reinforce that. Reinforce that with, say, some probiotics, Probiotics, if you like to use colloquial language, bring healthy uh, microorganisms into the bowel to counteract the nasty, so to speak. And thirdly, cover your bases by getting the therapeutic benefit of garlic oil working its way through the system and having an antiseptic effect in the large bowel, which put that together, that three-pronged approach, I've found over the years 
has helped people break through and break out of a dependence on antibiotics. Mm. So not just garlic, but garlic with other things. Well, that's in correct. And, and, and even in, in respiratory infections, I rarely prescribe garlic on its own. It usually comes in a liquid preparation, say an elderly person presented, well, not an elderly person, uh, any person presented who's experiencing chronic bronchial infections that may be worsened in wintertime, I generally prescribe with a liquid preparation of garlic, which I make myself, by the way. Um, I prescribe uh, herbs like echinacea and golden seal, usually in a liquid form, and so a compound prescription incorporating those three herbs provides very, very good prophylaxis, which I've proved for many, many years. And uh, there's another little bit of help for people who want to experiment with garlic. It usually does better, though, when it's combined with companion remedies. Health Naturally on 2NURFM. For our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre, we've been talking a lot about garlic. And uh, Gwen, you've got a comment on garlic for us. Yes, I've been on garlic for... Uh, why don't I turn this radio down? Um, That's a good idea. Yep. It might be better. That's um, Yeah, I've been on garlic uh, for years. I take garlic and horseradish with marshmallow and vitamin C. Good on you, Gwen. And I've been on that for years. And I also, for the arthritis and that, I take the Wagner's joint formula. Good I've on been you. on that for 11 years. Well done. And it does, doesn't... It doesn't actually ease the pain, but it eases it in the fact that you don't get as much pain I because see. it lubricates your joints. Yeah. Well, I just thought I'd tell yeah, you that. And that's, that's very, Gwen, it's very nice of you to ring and, and confirm. Yeah. You're a oh, long... yeah, I firm believe. <laughs> and I don't get colds or anything. I can tell that. Your, your sinus is as clear as a whistle. <laughs> good, good on you, Gwen. Thanks, thanks for right. your call, Gwen. Thank that's you, Gwen. great to have confirmation. Lee has rung in now from Jerry's Plains. Hello, Lee. Hi, Dennis. I was listening to your talk on diverticulitis. Yes. I suffer with it. Yes. And I'm in the process of having a colonoscopy. Yes. Um, next week. Yes. And I was wondering, this still, how do you spell this Sylvie? Sylvie. Cilium. Yes. Okay. Look, P S Y double L I U M. P S Y double L I U M. Cilium. Right. Now, uh, it might be easier uh, for you to remember the name Metamucil. Yes. Because Metamucil is a brand name. It's a product that's available, a good product, available in our supermarkets that's based on psyllium. Right. But your, your doctor would know about it. It's, yes. uh, it's a very useful supplement. But in my opinion, also take on board what I said about using some probiotics, and, and in, from your health food store in, in Singleton, get some garlic pearls. Yes. And you get onto that, and I would be very surprised, and let me emphasize, very surprised, based on my experience, if you didn't experience a better uh, result than what you're presently getting. Right. What about slippery elm? Um, well, that... slippery elm is a great old remedy. Um, it's, it shares similar characteristics to psyllium. It's probably a bit easier for you to get metamucil or psyllium up there. Um, although, again, slippery elm is regularly available. Either one of them, in my opinion, works pretty well in this condition. And how would you put the slippery elm into well, what, 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 a teaspoonful? If, 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 yeah, if you're using slippery elm powder, say put a, a couple of teaspoonfuls on your breakfast cereal. Right. And uh, it's, it tastes like malt. It's not a nasty thing to take. And in my opinion, you get a better result when you're taking it as a food rather than taking it as a capsule or a tablet.
Right. Very good. And does the, the health food place only have the, the um, garlic pearl? You, you would probably get it also from your pharmacist. All right. But, I tried in Stigonton the other day, but I couldn't get it. Okay. You might have to move down the road a bit, but I'd be surprised. If you, if you can't get any of these things, I'll give you a number to ring. Have you got a pencil and paper? Yes, I've got a pen. Okay. My clinic number at New Lambton is 49... Yeah, what about Seth Knock? Uh, yes. better for us. Yes. We go look, there occasionally. Look, that's Sally Bowen's practice in Cumberland Street. But I can't recollect the telephone number. How All about right. that? But it's in Cumberland Street. It's known as Bowen's Natural Therapy Centre. And uh, it's, it would be available there. Bowen's Natural Centre. Yeah, it's in Cumberland Street, just up from the uh, produce store. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. Rightio, thank you very much, Dennis. It's, it's lovely Thanks, to talk to you. Thanks, Lee. And we're moving on to Steve from Stockton now. Hello, Steve. Hi, how are you? Good, good. Uh, look, I'm just ringing up. Uh, our son, uh, he's 32. Yes. And he has a um, reoccurring irritable bowel syndrome. Yes. Um, now, he's, you know, he, do, he doesn't hold weight at all. Yes. He, you know, he eats a lot of stuff and, and just can't seem to put the weight on. Yes. Now, uh, irritable bowel syndrome, you understand, is really just an umbrella term that refers to a variety of symptoms that can affect the gastrointestinal tract, particularly the large bowel. Um, A lot depends upon the sorts of symptoms your lad has, and if it is really a, a condition that's troubling him, he may well be better uh, to consult in our rooms at New Lambton, but I'll give you a few hints as to what might be useful to try before that. Uh, Principle number one, I've already spoken today about using some slippery elm. Now, now slippery elm is very safe. It is an agent that regulates both diarrhoea and constipation, and usually you find that either one of those conditions tends to predominate in IBS. So I'd certainly try some slippery elm, which would, would be readily available anywhere where you are over there or on the other side in Hunter Street. Now, the other thing about IBS is that there's a strong theory suggesting that it has a lot to do with an overactive uh, musculature of the, of, the, of the bowel and therefore um, using herbs like chamomile. Right, have you written that down? Chamomile. Yes. Chamomile is, is a gem. It's a European herb. And as far as I'm concerned, and it takes a lot for me to say this, there are very few herbs that compete with the broad-spectrum possibilities of chamomile when used medically. So chamomile, I would argue, would be an important component in his program. And the third thing is, don't overlook the benefit of peppermint-based products. And there's a little product called Mintec, which is peppermint oil enshrouded in a, um, in a um, enterically coated coating, which yes. allows it to get down into the intestinal tract, where it has a remarkable effect on reducing bloating, uh, wind and other cramping discomforts. I would suggest you take those three things on board. None of them are expensive. They're all readily available. They would not conflict with anything medically that your son is doing. Slippery elm powder, uh, chamomile tea or an extract, and the use of, say, a peppermint preparation, something like, say, Mintec. Health Naturally for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre. And um, we have John on the phone from Mark's Point. Hello, John. Oh, hi. Now, look, I always, I've been using garlic for a long time. I grew it myself. Good. But now I've moved into a unit I can't grow it anymore. Sure. So um, I was wondering, uh, sometimes it's very expensive for me. Yes, yes. 
Um, Master Foods garlic, it's in a glass container. Yes. Is that just as good? Um, put it this way, it is obviously based on garlic. Um, the brand is a good brand. I can't say much more than that in as much that if you cannot access the product yourself, in my opinion, that's not a bad a bad option or a bad selection. Oh, I see. Okay, then. But look, one of, one of the things I would say is this that might give you a bit of a, a clue on this. I was going to mention to all listeners, but seeing you've raised the issue, a very simple way of harnessing garlic and converting it into a stable, edible form is to get just a, a clove of garlic, um, not a, a clove, but a, say a knob of garlic, break it up into in- individual cloves and then smash it up so that you pulverise it. Put it into a wide mouth jar and then fill that wide mouth jar with olive oil. Put, seal it and let it stand in a warm spot for a, a couple of weeks and then filter off that oil and you have what's called the infused oil of garlic. What has happened there is the olive oil has functioned as a menstruum or as a solvent and has taken all the goodness out of the smashed up garlic bulbs and you, in that filtered oil, have a beautiful preparation that can be used for foods and salads, even taken medicinally. So um, as, as a means of getting independence in your use of garlic, get yourself a good quality knob of garlic, say, from the market, uh, smash it up, top it up in a jar with olive oil and make the infused oil of garlic. Right. I used to do that when I'd grown it because I used to get too much once. Well, there you go. <laughs> but now, no, look, the, the, the brand you've mentioned, that product, it's a good product. I use it myself. But All again, right. for people out there that want to experiment with garlic, if you can get the crude garlic and convert it into a stable infused oil, it's not a bad preparation. Now, Dennis, a question for mm. me on that. Do you yeah. need to peel the garlic cloves first? Ideally. Yeah. Ideally, from for the very important point of view that by peeling the, the, the garlic cloves, you're getting rid of that outside shell and you're making the garlic clove much more extractable. You're exposing its whole pulp to the effect of the oil. Fantastic. And our last caller for today, Cheryl's rung in from Stockton. Hello, Cheryl. Hello, darling. Um, I have um, constant diarrhoea. Yes. And... Um, I bleed a little bit. Okay. What would that be? Now, have you, have you spoken to your doctor about this, darling? No, I haven't. Well, you must, mustn't you? You must. I... Any any condition where you're you're bleeding a little bit from the bowel, you must talk to your doctor about it because it could be oh, it could right. be it could look a bit associated with a hemorrhoid. It could be associated. Yeah, I do with... have hemorrhoids. Well, it's probably I... that. It's probably that. But look. Uh, go and see your GP. Let me say to all listeners, if there's any yeah. indication of blood in your motions or the passing of blood, as a matter of urgency, see your GP before you do anything all right. else. All right, you promise me that, won't okay. you? Okay. Okay. Good will. on you. Good on you. Thank you. Bye. Bye, darling. Thank you, Cheryl, for your call. And there's been a great range of got great That's range indeed. of comments on was garlic as well. The, the other thing I'd mm, like to mention mm. is um, garlic on your breath. That's been one of the big things yeah. that have put people off eating Well, it's it. a cultural thing, isn't it? Well, I mean, in some societies, they actually love it, but there is a problem. But look, the old adage of if you have a garlic meal to get hold of some parsley, parsley. and munch into parsley, and it does work. It does buffer the unpleasant um, 
taste or odour, depending on who you are. Let me say it's a cultural thing. Sometimes it has the effect of turning people on. But in most cases, it has the opposite. But have some, have some, have some parsley beside you and munch on that. Sounds fair. And I've also heard that mm. if you eat it regularly, then um, you don't actually have garlic on your bread. It's probably the people around you are getting used to it. <laughs> that could be it. <laughs> well, thank you, Dennis Stewart. Thank that you. is Health Naturally for today. You can catch this program on podcast as well or through 2NURFM.com. And Dennis will be back next Friday after the midday news on 2NURFM.